Zero Factory, a weekly live video broadcast and podcast where we'll be helping nonprofit leaders and innovators create more heroes for their cause and a better world for all of us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Nonprofit Hero Factory. It's actually my very first live show. I recorded episode one uh, earlier uh, this week, last week, and you guys are welcome to go and check it out if you want to learn more about me and about this uh, podcast and video series, what we're all about, what we're going to be doing and delivering over the course of the next weeks, months, hopefully years. As long as you guys are interested, we'll be here to provide the content. Uh, today's episode is going to be with a good friend of mine and a expert in the field of building communities and using video to do just that. His name is Russ Johns. Before I bring him on, uh, I just want to apologize in advance. Uh, as I said, this is our very first live streaming episode. It is also uh, the age of coronavirus. So at the moment, there are a few kids in the house and a new dog in the house. And so you might hear any of the above um, making some noise in the background or even my kids yelling at the dog in the background. It's just the world we live in and life goes on, right? So without any further ado, I would love to bring on Mr. Russ Johns. Uh, Russ, can we get you in? There he is. Hey, Russ. Hey, hey, Boris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, both excited and, as you well know, nervous uh, about this as we're starting a whole new thing. It's a it's a new chapter, right? Uh, I titled episode one of this series, uh, Our Story Begins, and this is that was really the prologue, um, as I'll keep referring to storytelling uh, throughout this whole series. That was the prologue, and this is uh, the beginning of chapter one. Uh, I don't know yet where the story is going to take us, so it's exciting to discover it, and I'm really glad that you are my uh, first victim or guest, however you want to see yourself today, because I know you're you're a pro at doing this. Uh, you're the one who has gotten me into doing this in the first place. Um, so, Russ, let me give you uh, the, the floor for a minute. Go ahead and introduce yourself to to everybody out here on uh, the Nonprofit Hero Factory. What are you all about, and uh, yeah, what do you hope to uh, to share with us today? Yeah. First and foremost, Boris, I just have to hats off to you. Applaud the fact that you're taking steps to 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 help more people. I know the passion and the focus you have on the nonprofit the nonprofit space in general, and and your your kind heart. And I know that you're you're going to share some amazing stories and amazing information and value to to your community and i just really appreciate the fact that you're doing this and not because not because i'm biased and i'm your friend however i think right now more than any other time in history is an opportunity where we can actually work together to share good information to help more people and i think that's what that's what i'm passionate about and i really like the idea that uh you know you bringing on guests and having conversations around you know, storytelling and how important it is for the community. I think that's going to be um, so incredibly value, valuable right now. And I, I just want to take a moment and applaud you for, for your efforts. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate that and appreciate you. So, um, yeah, tell me, tell me, I mean, I know a lot. <laughs> tell <laughs> tell our audience, you know, uh, a little bit about uh, what you've been doing over the past uh, few years now that I've known you. You've been building communities, I know, uh, through LinkedIn and through streaming, specifically live streaming now. Um, and you've been creating tons of 
really great content that people really respond to over the years. So tell me a little bit about that. What what drives you? What gets you going? Well, I'm I'm super excited. I, I actually grew up in the advertising industry and in, in you know as far back as '85, and I've seen this whole process evolve. And I was really excited a number of years ago when I was in Houston. And the opportunity, and, and I got involved in podcasting. And podcasting was the first uh, arena that I got to play in. And I actually started building out this uh, organization that uh, helped broadcast high school varsity games with using streaming media. So we'd get uh, individuals who were passionate about sports, uh, which I know almost l- very little about. And I would send them out to these games and they would broadcast these games and then we'd stream them back to the radio station. I was managing radio stations at the time. And then we would play these local varsity games on the radio station. And Texas, as you can guess, is uh, very passionate about their high school sports and their and their kids and everything else. And it was this it's kind of like an open the door to see what the possibilities could evolved into. And so I started an organization and started training people. It was called the Future Media Association. And the whole premise was that you are the media. You have the opportunity to tell your story and share your gifts with the rest of the world. And by using some technology and, and how it's evolved is, is the opportunity to, for us to share these stories. And I think especially in the nonprofit space, it's really important for people to understand what you do how you help and where you where you can take people and assist in their in their mission in, in your organization. So uh, with that, I've built a number of communities. I have uh, you know a, a good community with Pirate Broadcast on LinkedIn and YouTube. I'm continuing to grow out my YouTube channel and and you know Twitter and all the, the social medias. And it's just it's amazing to watch how you can actually communicate and engage your audience. And I think when you have a, a, an opportunity to have a conversation, you can just share so much and, and deliver so much value. Yeah. So um, that sounds, you know, a lot, as you know, very, very much in line with uh, the types of things that I uh, teach nonprofits and talk to nonprofits about, about be, um, being the uh, master of your own media, uh, about being your own broadcasting company, if you will. There's no... There's very few barriers these days. Uh, of course, nonprofits' biggest barriers are resources, time, and, and money. But technology has really made it cheaper and cheaper, reducing those barriers to entry. So that the difference between any organization and ABC these days is very small, despite all the Disney money behind ABC. Uh, and it's absolutely critical that they get out there and they connect with their communities and tell their stories in the best ways possible. Um, but oftentimes, like I said, nonprofits will struggle with with the resources of it, They'll, whether they um, just feel like it's too much to take on or mm-hmm. they feel like um, they can't afford to do it. What what should they be doing? What's the, what are you seeing out there that's working? What are you, what are you advising people to, to do just to even get started without spending a ton of money and, and yeah. to start building that kind of community? That's, that's a great question. And I think, I think the, the word that pops into my head right now is activation. And uh, the reason I'm so passionate about video is because it quickly 
allows an organization uh, to even use, using a smartphone, they can actually take and record something about uh, something that's taking place or a communication that needs to be shared or something that is uh, is available to the community to activate others around the community. Say, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example, is, is that uh, I'm working with an organization that builds prosthetics for uh, people that are in the um, uh, in rural areas in third world countries, and they use uh, technology to scan uh, limbs so they can quickly process prosthetics. And as a result of their video, they've been able to tell their story to more people. So all of a sudden, there's an awareness, and that video can actually be shared and you can see the lights in the eyes of these children and you can see the, the parents and the opportunities that they have and the, the people that are involved and engaged are, are so uh, motivated and emotional and passionate about what they're doing. So, and that's not impossible to transfer to a written word or a, an image. However, the, th- the beauty of the video is that the, then the nonprofit can take that and share it again and again until they, and well, until they close the internet. So, so it's, it, it'll be there. Right. And I think that's, that's the value is, is you can do it once and share it multiple times. And, and I think there's a transfer of energy there that ha- takes place. Yeah. Video is, is definitely one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful tool today that we have. Um, arguably video, um, feeds into some even more powerful tools, perhaps like VR and AR. Um, but the closer we get to that one-to-one experience, right? In terms of media, the closer we get to that one-to-one experience of being able to put ourselves in someone else's world, really. Yeah. And we can't help it, right? We, we have these neuroreceptors and, and transmitters and, and we release these chemicals in our brains like um, dopamine and, um, oxytocin and and um what is the the um there's there's four that i normally talk about um that really uh creates empathy and connection to someone else and as soon as you do that we're genetically programmed to respond to it and we can't help it we start to trust we start to want to help someone who is in need uh so absolutely video and that first person storytelling as often as possible right that that'll get you there the closest um the thing though is uh, I, I feel like what happens oftentimes nonprofits and really not just nonprofits most people and organizations they they'll put out a video and they might even have it super produced and great shiny video mm-hmm. and they'll put it out and they'll sort of wait for things to happen uh, you and I were talking earlier and I asked you what your superpower is and, and you said your superpower is building community. How do we use video not to just broadcast our message and be, you know, ABC, right? Which yeah. has historically been one directional, right? Uh, mm-hmm. One to many, great for them, but one directional. How do we, uh, and they're still wrestling with this too, create yeah. a, a, a two-way conversation so that it's really building a community because a community is not, you know, listening to someone speak and, and saying, okay, sure. A community is dialogue. Yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you doing to really facilitate dialogue out there? 
that's an excellent question and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it, a lot of people, and we've had many discussions around this, this point, Boris is, is a lot of people think that social media is going to solve their problems. And what I like to do is make sure that people understand that social media is just a tool for communication and the ability and the opportunity that we have is, is with social media is the opportunity to actually have a conversation with somebody. And one of the tools that I shared with you that I absolutely love right now, and, and it's not required, you could do this in many different ways, but dub, uh, dub.com is one of the tools that I use to actually create one-to-one communications, conversations with individuals say a nonprofit, they have a a list of donors. They have a list of people that have participated as volunteers. They have a list of people that are involved in the organization in some way, shape, or form. And one of the things that I I love to use on LinkedIn to engage is a direct message. You know, LinkedIn allows you from your phone to leave a voicemail. It at least allows you to leave a video without any other additional software at all. It allows you to leave a text message. If you're, if you're connected to these individuals, I encourage you to think about how you can quickly and simply just reach out and check in on people and open the dialogue that takes place and stay active in that process and make it part of your daily routine to reach out to a few people. Set aside 10, 15 minutes a day to actually engage in your community and allow them the opportunity to introduce you to new people that are in need of your nonprofit or actually can help your nonprofit. Because people are inherently, in my my history, in my experience, inherently want to help people. If you're asking for help, People are, are good to help if they know how they can help. And yeah. so just communicating, you know, a quick video on, on a LinkedIn phone or even a even in a messenger, you know, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's it's very simple to produce. It's very quick and easy to engage. And it actually creates a lot of response. And I think that over time, you know, that's how I've built up communities, you know, multiple communities over time. Doing many connections do you have on LinkedIn right now, Russ? <laughs> I do have a LinkedIn. How many connections do you have there? I have, I don't know, it's almost uh, 22,000 or so uh, yeah. connections. So if and you the want... thing is that a lot of people actually feel like they are connected to you because you do do that. You, you reach out to people, you talk to people directly. It's not just a, oh, I clicked a button. Yeah, sure. Now I'm connected to somebody. You oh. actually establish connections and, and, um, yeah, Dub is is a, a great tool for that. Um, Dub can also, uh, if you like, and and there's also another. I don't remember what what it's called right now. Uh, something video by Typeform, uh-huh. where also they'll yeah. they'll do uh, video responses. A few tools now coming out to do that, uh-huh. which I think are awesome. Uh, one because it, it helps communicate in in two directions, but also to help, for example, collect social proof, right? Uh, a video testimonial. Uh-huh. Um, I. You know, I'm fascinated by behavior and, and behavioral change. One of the the formulas that has really stuck in my head from a couple of the different books that uh, I've been reading lately is behavior equals motivation 
plus ability plus trigger, or maybe it's times ability times trigger. Um, and you talked uh, about uh, the, the trigger, you know, if they see the video and if you ask for something, right, that's the trigger. Ability, mm -hmm. these days, technology like Dub, like Typeform's uh, new tool, um, and even just plain conversation, Facebook Messenger yeah. will allow you to do this, right? That, it, it makes it super fast and super easy to just open up your phone or open up your, your webcam and record a quick video and, and, and shoot it back. And yeah. now you've got this, this A, bi-directionality, so you're actually being social rather than you know, preaching yeah. um, and, and B, your um, you, you, the motivation is in the, is partly in the ask. The trigger is, is right there. You know, the call to action mm -hmm. and the ability is, is super simple. You've now got a behavior change formula that is super simple to use. Yeah. And, and, you know, to take it a next step for us is with dub, I actually have been able to within dub, I can create a, a dub video and say, Boris, I, I really thank you uh, for being on my show. I want to be able to uh, explain to people your experience and kind of if you could share something. And then you can actually reply in video. And what that does is it, it, it allows the opportunity to be involved and engaged. And if you could do that with your, your community in the nonprofit space, that is huge because when you when you can offer ownership and it's, it's like all of a sudden that, that connection is like, Hey, I'm part of, I'm part of a bigger thing here. I'm part of a, a movement that's helping individuals or helping, uh, you know, animals or, you know, uh, you know, save the, the park or whatever it happens to be. There's so many opportunities that what happens is you collect and you acquire and you start working on a mutual goal that everybody understands what their, their part of the equation is. And there's a lot of ways you can do this. And I love dub because of, uh, you know, what it's been able to do for me and, you know, the conversations that it started and it, the conversations that I continue to have with that tool. And inherently it's, it's the ability and the opportunity to actually share this video and start a conversation. Because, you know, starting the conversation and conti continuing to stay engaged is the, is the key benefit here. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate that there's just a few tools out there. Um, uh, I just looked it up. It's Video Ask by Typeform, right? Uh -huh. it, it, Dub is great, uh, but it's not the only thing out there. It's what uh, uh, one of the things I'm constantly, uh, for lack of a better word, preaching is, you know, the best tool is the one that you have and can use right now. So whatever, whatever is most easily accessible, I think is, is great. Um, you also, uh, when we were talking, mentioned StreamYard, which we're actually using right now. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, how do you think nonprofits should be using StreamYard and, or similar live streaming tools like this? Well, the, the, the big platform that a lot of people have heard a lot about and have been using at the stay-at-home movement, you know, with, with the pandemic going on is Zoom. And it's video conferencing. And and I want to make sure that I explain this in a way that is uh, easy for people to understand is, is that Zoom is based on, and you can record Zoom sessions, but yep. Zoom is based on, you know, multiple people getting into a room, much like imagine a conference room. It's a virtual conference room and you can you can come in and have a conversation and, and make, you know, 
comments and things like that. Whereas StreamYard is actually a platform that allows you to stream to multiple locations at the same time. And we can have guests in the room and we can have multiple people in different looks and feels. And it's more, it's focused on streaming live video. So we can actually take that moment, this conversation right now, and then we can take that and develop future content with it as part of the conversation. And we can repurpose that, like I said, until they close the internet and, and we'll have this available and then you can use it. And then we'll take this audio file and, and create a podcast for you. And then we'll, we'll create some images and then you can share it out again. And it's, it's multi-purpose benefit is that it it's shared multiple places by just doing it once. And that's exactly what we're doing with this show, right? We're we're Correct. streaming it live um, right now. I think we're just on Facebook and and, and YouTube already, and Periscope, yeah. um, and then hopefully soon we'll get LinkedIn as well, yeah. and uh, people can interact. Also, that's that's the other thing. So Zoom, um, you can stream live. I think to Facebook and possibly even to YouTube. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but. The interactive portion, StreamYard is is great at you know bringing in. If anybody makes comments, they they flow into uh, the StreamYard uh, window as well, um, and then um, you can keep it up there, but you could also repurpose it, right? So we're gonna take this, and we're gonna uh, set it up as episode two of the podcast, um, which people can hopefully subscribe to and and download on on whatever their favorite podcasting platform is. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, for those of you listening, watching. Uh, all of these tools, whatever we mentioned in shows, um, we're making it a point to uh, put into the show notes for easy access. So if you go to uh, npherofactory.com uh, or specifically for this one, npherofactory.com slash EP2, episode two, it will redirect you to the full show notes page where um, we'll have links to all this stuff as well as more info on Russ and uh, everything that, that we're trying to do. Um, so I, I, as you know, love this concept of taking content and sort of um, some people call it downsampling, but it's really uh, downstreaming it in, in several ways where you start with with the big picture. I don't even know where my hand is at, at the moment. Uh, you start with the big the biggest uh, object, which is the most the one that's going to be most easy to repurpose for all sorts of uh, other functions, which mm-hmm. in this case is a conversation with my friend Russ Johns. Um, and then you can repurpose it into all kinds of other media and other uh, places on the web until the internet dies, which uh, I don't think it, it ever will. It's going to, it's going to keep evolving um, in, in, in a generation. It'll probably look very different than it does today as, as all things do, but yeah. uh, the content will, will still be there. We don't have to worry about uh, going back now and um, converting our old analog VHS and cassette, uh, you know, audio cassettes to, to digital. I'm glad I kept my fax machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had a new uh, internet service installed. I had Fios installed. And uh, the guy tells me, yeah, and if you have a fax machine, you know, there's a jack right on the back. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the first fax machine I remember was um, in 1987, I think. And I thought it was exciting new technology. But today, if somebody says fax, I tune out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't. And I understand some people are, you know, still comfortable with that technology and good for them that it exists. But we've we've um, we've moved past the analog age. And now that we're in the, the digital uh, era, I, yeah. there's no going back. So yeah. any any content that's currently created 
can and will outlive all of us in, in so many different ways. Um, the trick though, I think, and, and Russ, you, you said, you know, it'll live on forever. You could keep using it. Um, I think the the trick is to keep repurposing it and re uh, reinfusing it with with substance, right? So in a few years, maybe live streaming won't be as uh, important as it is right now, but parts of this conversation are still going to be relevant and can still be um, used even just for archival purposes, yeah. but also the concepts that um, that we're talking about of communication, of bi-directional communication, right? Those are going to even outlive the the, the media. And so I think there's many ways, uh, I think one term that uh, I used to uh, use for this is upcycling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're gonna downsample this content, but we're also gonna upcycle it in the future because we might be able to compile a series of things. Like I might um, ask a specific question throughout all of these and then have a bunch of people answering it. Right now it's content around one specific subject, even though we talked about 15 different things during this episode. Yeah. Well, and I, and here's here's the thing that the thread that pulls it all together, Boris, and this is what I know that you're passionate about, is helping nonprofits have a clear, concise story that everybody understands is key to to their evolution. Because whether you're sharing it today, a year from now, or ten years from now, as long as the story and the message are clear and concise, people will always understand and appreciate what you're looking to accomplish. Yeah. And that's what you bring to the table. And that's what I admire you for is uh, I'm all over the map and I could ramble all day. However, you've always been uh, one that can reel it back in and saying, okay, how does that support the story? How does that? Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the principles that you share with so many nonprofits right now is, is the ability and opportunity to help them craft that story. So, whether it's a year from now or 10 years from now, yeah. that story is still relevant. And I yeah, think and the stories can evolve. The only thing I'm going to add uh, to, to that, Russ, and thank you for that, but um, uh, clear, concise, and I'm going to add a third C just because we're, we're in C's uh, <laughs> and say compelling, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. It has, to, it has to draw you in. It has to uh, call you to action, right? I, I, yeah. I love the, uh, the hero's journey uh, yeah. paradigm for these things and the, the Hollywood interpretation of the hero's journey, if you will. Uh, yeah. So yeah, clear, concise, and compelling, and and it's possible that your story will evolve over time. It it should. Sure. Nothing nothing should stay the same forever, but at any given point in time, it well, should. I encourage people to have a guide to help them with those stories too. So yeah, I, I, I you've helped me many times, so I really uh, appreciate what you do and the talent that you have. And what well, you, you know, I, I think I, I can attribute that partly to my own OCD, <laughs> where if something doesn't fully make sense in my brain, I will obsess over it until it does, <laughs> which is a great trait in some respects and very frustrating for some people in my life. Well, we're we're kind of in the opposite end of the spectrum there. It's like, hey, just make it happen. We'll just everything works out. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and and both are, are totally valid, and yeah. that's why I need someone like you in my life <laughs> to help me kind of kind of balance that. So I appreciate you, buddy. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, and and Boris, I know this adventure is is going to be uh, challenging at times, amazing at others, and regardless of of you know where it ends up and how far it takes you. I know that you'll have success and you'll help many people in the, in your future because that's that's who you are and that's what you do. 
So Russ, I feel like he just made a toast at my bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Today you're a man, a streaming man. <laughs> you are a streaming man. <laughs> you will stream forever. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate you. Um, I hope everyone will go and check out um, russjohns.com. Uh, the link to that is also, of course, going to be in the episode uh, show notes so that uh, people can get to know more about what you're doing, including helping people like me get our own word out. Uh, and of course, helping nonprofits get their word out. Um, thank you for being my very first guinea pig on the show. And no I look worries. forward to uh, sharing so much more with you and, and with all the nonprofits out there that are listening. Love you, brother. You take Thanks care. So